Welcome to Flawed and Free Podcast. This is the place where we save souls and set the captives free from spiritual bondage in deliverance and spiritual warfare. My name is Apostle Tina, and our mission is to help you win the warfare in your life by equipping you to sever spiritual strongholds, break generational curses, and find freedom from your now to your next. Join our community of freedom fighters through transparency to transformation in Christ Jesus. Make sure you go now, like, subscribe, and share. God bless. Hi, guys, it's Tina from Flawed and Free Podcast. Thank you for coming and joining us today. I have something amazing to share and to discuss with you all. If this is your first time coming to this podcast, make sure you stick it through. Subscribe, rate, and review this podcast if it has blessed you. And make sure you share it with someone that you know that it may empower or bless or even help. And so I'm glad today to come before you and to discuss this amazing, 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 amazing revelation that I've received today about karma and the kingdom. So stay tuned for as we unfold and unpeel back the layers of what God has given us in the area of salvation and freedom and deliverance in Jesus name. And so <clears throat> I want to share with you all for those that are just coming for the first time, maybe that I want you to join our freedom fighter community. And so if you're looking to find your tribe and you want to talk with a lot of like-minded warriors and believers like yourself, join the Freedom Fighters at our free church app. So you can go on Apple or the Android store. I'll make sure I leave the episode description in the box here so that you can go download and chat with us online. We talk about questions you have about deliverance and you can submit prayer requests there and you can become a part of our team and our tribe. I'm so excited about those of you that have downloaded the app and it is such a good time to share and partner and share certain skills and strategies and things that God has released and given to me that's going to help you on your journey from your now to your next. But let's get into why we're actually here for today. And so you freedom fighters all over the world, I pray that we have helped you to be equipped, to conquer, to be discipled and delivered in Jesus name. And I take great pleasure in helping to serve you to become a generational curse breaker so that you can get free. So generational curse breaking is necessary for our journeys, for our walks and maturing with him and to help to reach back into our bloodlines and set them free as well. It can't just be about you and it can't just be about me, but we have to remember all of those that are a part of this journey with us that we can together come into the fullness of Christ Jesus. So as we talk today about karma in the kingdom, my question is to you, do you think karma belongs in the kingdom? I say no. Karma does not exist in the kingdom. And I'm going to tell you why. Karma does have an Indian origin. Shout out to my listeners and followers in India. But karma in Sanskrit means an action, a walk or deed and its efforts or 
its consequences. So the principle of karma is that there's a cause versus an effect. And so it could either be a good cause and effect or a bad cause and effect. And so karma is used and spoken to um, and, and as something that can be good or bad. But most of the time when we hear the word karma, it's bad. Okay. People speak to it and they're speaking to it in like a bad sort of connotation or sense. So they say, okay, it's either good brings good or bad brings bad. Either way, they consider that to be karma. But thank God that we don't live in a state of karma in the kingdom because we don't deserve what God has done for us to give us eternal life and to give us access into the kingdom of heaven. And if being good or even being bad was the precursor to receiving our life and eternity with him, none of us would make it. So I'm going to explain to you why karma does not work or nor does it exist in the kingdom of heaven because you can't be good enough. And you can't be bad enough. I guess you could. But thank God for the freedom of Christ Jesus, who has taken the remission of our sins on himself on the cross. And he has made a way of escape and given us the gift of salvation. And so I'm going to tell you how to escape karma, whether it's good or bad karma, but it doesn't exist in the kingdom because of Christ Jesus. So let's get into to today's podcast. Let's talk about karma and con the concept of karma. So karma's concept is closely associated in the Indian origin and Hinduism and Buddhism. Um, in their school of religions, they consider con karma's concept to be connected and associated with rebirth. And so Christians know what rebirth is as a believer or I say a follower of Christ, because you could be a believer, but you could be a Christian atheist and not believe. And so, or maybe believe some things and not other things, but as a follower of Christ Jesus, as I am a follower and all of you freedom fighters are followers, we should have by now experienced a rebirth in Christ and become born again. And if you have not been born again in Christ, that's okay, because I am going to help you to receive the gift of salvation today so that you can be born again. But I want you to go to your Bibles and um, if you have them before you, and if not, and you're driving, you can come back to this and check this broadcast later. But I'm going to go to John chapter three, John chapter three, verse three, and I'm going to read three through six through the KJV version. And so I want to talk now about being born again, being a born again believer in Christ. So Nicodemus is, is um, a Pharisee. And he's a Nick, he's a ruler and he has a high authority and ranking um, as a Pharisee. But this is a conversation um, with Nicodemus and Jesus and Nicodemus are talking and he's asking questions of, of the Lord. In chapter three, we see Jesus answered and said unto him, verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Chapter four, Nicodemus saith unto him, how can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter the second time into his mother's womb and be born? Verse five, Jesus answered, verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born of water and of the spirit, 
he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. Verse six, that which is born of the flesh is flesh. And that which is born of the spirit is spirit. So we see here in chapter three and through six, this conversation with Nicodemus and Jesus. And Jesus is explaining to him that you can't enter into the kingdom of God unless it's by the spirit of God. And so you can, you can be born in flesh in the natural, you can be born in the spirit, but in order to be born again in the spirit, it must be by and through Jesus Christ. It must be born of the spirit. And so your rebirth, remember you've been born in the natural, but you're a spirit in a body. And so your spirit was birthed in the spirit realm, placed inside of a body. But in order to be born again in the spirit, you must receive the gift of the Holy Spirit by the spirit. So you are being reborn and born again. And so he says, born of water and born of spirit. And so the gift of salvation we see in a uh, we see the natural sense, the, a natural birth, and then we see a birth of the spirit. And so I was looking and reading and partnering with the Holy Spirit about water birth and about being born of water and being born of the spirit. And one of the things that came into my mind, the Lord showed me the bag of waters and the fetus in this amniotic sac. This amniotic sac is a membrane. It's a thin membrane that holds the fetus that all of us once was in. It's a part of the process of being birthed into the earth. These bags of waters must be broken in order for childbirth and the process to continue to be born. And so as we were born in the natural and we were encompassed and surrounded in a bag of waters, when we're born again, you can experience a water baptism where you actually receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. So I'm going to read um, John 3, 6, 16 through 17 and speak to, as we go into Matthew, Jesus and John the Baptist. Remember John the Baptist even baptized Jesus as he walked and ministered in the earth. Even Jesus, as he was the son of man, he, did, he was not born with the Holy Spirit in the earth. And so we were not born with the Holy Spirit. We must receive the Holy Spirit through the second baptism by water and by the spirit. And so what one of the baptisms, which a lot of people are familiar are, is water baptism. And we see an example of this water baptism in the scripture. And we're going to go to that here in a moment. But let's go to John 3, 16 and 17. And verse 16, we see, for God so loved the world, my God. Thank you, God. He loved the world so much that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth, in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Verse 17 says, for God sent not his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. And so we see the Lord, our God, who has sent his son to save us from condemnation and eternal hell by sending his son. And he said, what must you do? 
You must believe it in him. You must believe. So we see that belief is necessary to enter in and receive everlasting life, life and eternity in the kingdom of heaven, and that we must receive and be born again in order to enter the kingdom of heaven, but only through him. Who is him? Him is the son of God. Him is the son who was sent to save the world. Glory be to God. So let's get in as we move into looking at John the Baptist and the baptism of Jesus. And so we see where the water baptism, where Jesus received the Holy Spirit, where he received, let's go to Matthew chapter three, verse six. As I go quickly there, I'm reading out of the KJV version, Matthew chapter three, verse six. So chapter six says, um, and were baptized of him. So this is the John the Baptist is preaching. He's in the wilderness of Judea and he's, he's preaching repentance. He's preaching about the coming of the Messiah, the coming of Jesus and him being our King who saves the world. And so you can read John three for yourself, but his, his message, if you don't know, John the Baptist's message was to repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Repent. So as we scroll down here to six, chapter six, we see it says, as John the Baptist baptized Jesus and were baptized of him in Jordan, confessing their sins, confessing their sins. But when he saw many of the Pharisees and Sadducees come to his baptism, he said unto them, O generation of vipers. And he's talking to the onlookers and the Pharisees who had warned you to flee from the wrath to come, bring forth therefore fruits, meat for repentance. And so as you continue, I'll let you read for yourself. We go to chapter 11, where we see um, it says, I indeed baptize you. We see John baptizing Jesus. I indeed baptize you with water unto repentance. And then it says, but he that cometh after me is mightier than I, whose shoes I am not worthy to bear. He shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. And so the baptism of the Holy Ghost and with fire is separate. It's not the same as the water baptism. But we see where John baptized. We see Jesus being baptized by John. And when Jesus is baptized, if we go down into verse 13 and 14, we see um, Jesus speaking and, and preparing for his baptism. In chapter 16, verse 16 of chapter 3, we see it states, and Jesus, when he was baptized, went up straightway out of the water, and lo, the heavens were opened unto him, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and lighting upon him. 17 says, and lo, a voice from heaven saying, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. So we see Jesus being baptized by John. And as he comes straightway out of the water, we see the Holy Spirit. We see the gift of the Holy Spirit descending like a dove 
upon Jesus. And he receives the Holy Spirit through this water baptism. Well, when we receive salvation, when we receive the gift of salvation, which gives us access to the kingdom of heaven, it is not based on karma. It is not based on our good deeds. It is not based on our bad deeds. It is not based on our good works because these things cannot help us to enter into the kingdom of God. And so the kingdom of heaven and the kingdom of God can only be entered and accessed through him, our Lord and Savior, the son of man, the son of God, in whom God says he is well pleased. And so it is by and through Jesus Christ of Nazareth that we are able to receive salvation and the gift of the Holy Spirit. And so baptism as Jesus was baptized in water, he received the spirit in this baptism as I have and as you have and as all of the blood-bought born-again believers in the world, as you believeth in him and you acknowledge through repentance, because remember John the Baptist spoke to confession and repentance in order to receive. And so we now receive the gift of salvation by the spirit, by the Holy Spirit. And we are now able to enter into the kingdom of God. And so I have experienced and heard many people speak to karma. So let me give you an example of something that's happened in my life. So I was working at an undisclosed place and location. um, And this is actually a place that I worked before I was released into full-time ministry. And I had experienced great levels of of warfare uh, in this place. I was doing lots of ministry and praying and, and, and I was still working, right? But um, just being a light, just being a light and, and doing the work of the Lord as he led me. And it was a very demonic system and organization. And, and Satan wanted me out of their space. Satan wanted me out of there so bad. And so they began to treat me pretty badly and unfairly and unjust. And I had gone to the Father and fasted for the longest time to endure what I was experiencing in this place. And ultimately, I had a boss. I had um, several leaders that were a part of my life that were over me, um, the vice president, and, and, and they were a part of this plot to fire me and let me go. And so the Lord had showed me, the Lord had showed me um, in, I see my I see my thing trying to go there. The Lord has showed me in a dream as I was fasting and he had revealed in prayer where the enemy was trying to take me down. Right. And he showed me the parties that were involved. And there were two people, um, two direct leaders that worked um, amongst and with me in this place. He showed me who they were and told me the plan. And I was distraught. I was upset. Why would they do this to me? I haven't done anything to them. And he'd given me these scriptures to pray, to fast and to meditate on. So I continued to do that. And the whole entire time, he would have me to bless them. He would have me to pray for them. And I would cry sometimes because I did not want to pray for them because I'm like, 
Lord, you just told me that they're plotting my demise. You just told me that they're plotting to destroy and fire me. You just told me and they're treating me unfairly. I've done absolutely nothing wrong. Hey, y'all, it's Apostle Tina here with exciting news. I have written and published my first hardback and paperback journal called Interpreting Dreams with the King. This journal has over 250 plus pages to teach you how to go to God for yourself and interpret your daily dreams. Many don't know that dream journaling is a way to intimately connect understand and communicate with God. It is also a way to dismantle the plots of Satan and take back your dream life. This journal covers all of this. Plus, you will receive a 21 day step by step guided template to help you on your journey to interpreting dreams God's way. You can purchase yours today on Amazon. Links are in the description box. And once you get your book in hand, make sure to scan the QR code on the back to find out how you can become a part of the Journaling with Jesus community group. God bless. And yet you want me to pray for them. Yes, he wanted me to pray and he wanted me to bless them and he wanted me to cover them. And I said, Lord, this was just the hardest thing for me to do. But I did it in blind obedience because I didn't want to displease God. And so I journeyed through the days and endured this treatment, endured this workplace warfare, and it just got worse. The more I prayed, the more I just seemed to get worse. And I said, Lord, help me, help me, help me, help me. And I remember um, as these plots when were, were playing themselves out, the Lord had already warned me what they were. And so as they were unfolding, as the Holy Spirit would have it, he was revealing it through others that I worked with. And so they were telling me what they were doing behind my back. And they thought they were keeping it a secret. But as the Holy Spirit would have it, he would reveal it. And so I was like, just upset. I was sad because I was like, why would they do something like this? I've done nothing to them. And some of you might even be experiencing this type of warfare, maybe at your job or in some other form, shape or capacity. And it seems like no matter what good you do, it doesn't come back to you. The world will call it karma, but the Lord always fights for us and he always makes recompense and he will restore what has been taken, our time, our treasure, um, our, our testimony, um, or any slander, defamation, anything that the enemy constructs and plots and plans against you. Though you may see it, though you may feel it, know that no weapon formed against you will prosper. But I digress. So as the Lord was walking me through this workplace warfare and all that was happening, and I was fighting, y'all. I was fighting, fighting, and praying, fighting, praying, and blessing, fighting, praying, and blessing. And so it came to a point where one of the people that the Lord showed me that was a part of the plan of destruction against me, I came to work one day and they walked her out. And she carried a high position in the hospital that I worked at.
And she carried a high position and they gave us this, you know, fake lie. You know, they sat us down into the conference room and said, you know, she has taken an early retirement. And the Lord told me that the pit that the enemy was digging for me, that they were going to fall into the very pit that they had constructed against me, that they were going to fall into that pit. And so as I was praying and fasting in this season, I was listening and hearing the Holy Spirit give me direction to help me with how to endure and how to persevere. And he would not let me curse them because if I cursed them or if I'd given them a taste of their own mess medicine, which is what karma would tell you, you know, you get, you get what you give, you give what you get. Right. And so the Lord had me do the opposite. He had me do the, he had me bless them. He had me pray over them, all, you know, all the time. And so it, though it was painful, I was able to see God's recompense for my obedience. And I'm going to tell you the story. And so he gives me this scripture, um, um, for what was happening. He showed me the parties that were, were involved and it's in Proverbs 26 and 27. And so this is the scripture that God gave me and the instructions he gave me that even though he had revealed the parties that were against me and plotting my destruction to fire me, that he was going to, to, um, to, to, to make, um, make it whole for me. Okay. He was going to make it whole for me. And so this is the scripture he gave me in Proverbs 26 and 27. It says, whoever digs a pit will fall into it. I'm reading out of the NIV version and I'll read another version as well. Um, whoever digs a pit will fall into it. If someone rolls a stone, it will roll back on them. The new living translation says, if you set a trap for others, you will get caught in it yourself. If you roll a boulder down on others, it will crush you instead. And so as they were plotting against me, as they were plotting to fire me, the one of the parties that the Lord showed me got fired and got walked out of the hospital. And I'm sitting there in this meeting, listening to God, like I told you. Like I told you. And so um, this woman was moving behind my back and trying to find something on me. And they couldn't find anything because I was integrous. And they were asking coworkers and people, does she ever come to work late? Does she ever leave early? Um, you know, how is it working with her? Um, does she does she do this? They were digging for dirt. And the pit that they were digging and the dirt and the shovel they used, they actually fell into the into the pit. So this one particular party that the Lord showed me, he showed me two people, two people. And these two people, one goes down out of the two. And so I said, Lord, why is this happening? And the Lord says, you know, I'm trying to give them grace and I'm trying to give them a chance to repent. I'm trying to because I don't want to release my judgment. I don't want to release my judgment, but I'm really trying to see if they will repent and if they will, as I extend grace, that they will accept and receive my grace so I don't have to pour out my judgment. So I continued, I continued to move about and to do the work of God in this place. And it just didn't seem like I was ever going to be set free from this oppression and this, this bondage that I was in as I felt like a slave in this place. And so 2 Corinthians 5 and 10, let's go to 2 Corinthians 5 and 10. 
Um, I want to read um, something out of there. So it says, I want to speak to God's grace and his judgment. Um, as he was telling me about repentance, grace, and judgment in this time. And so he said, the very pit that they're digging for you, they're going to fall in it. Um, just follow me and be obedient. And I did. And when we read in 2 Corinthians 5 and 10, we see it states, for we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ, that everyone may receive the things done in his body according to that he hath done, whether it be good or bad, whether it be good or bad. So we see where karma speaks to cause and effect as good brings good, bad brings back, brings bad. When we look at karma in the kingdom, we see here in 2 Corinthians 5 and 10, it says, for we must all appear before the judgment seat. So there is a seat of judgment that everyone will see, and it's of Christ. And so only God can judge, but only Jesus Christ can judge. But we will receive those things that are done in accordance to what we have done, good or bad. And so Jesus has made recompense for us on the cross for the remission of our sins. And just as John the Baptist said, repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Repent and believe in him that you will receive eternity and salvation in and through Christ Jesus. And so we see the word of God that speaks to judgment when we do not repent. And so karma, we could never be good enough or even bad enough, but is repentance that will allow us the, through the forgiveness of Christ Jesus to enter in and receive. And so we can go to Mark and see where it says, repent, I, I, I want you to know what is the, what is the, what is the password, right? What's the password to being redeemed um, from condemnation, from hell, and how the Lord sent, how God sent the son of God, the son of man to redeem us from the curse of sin. And we are now able to receive um, through repentance and, and confession as well. Let's see, Mark, let's see, we got one uh, chapter 15. So let me go to Mark chapter 115. So in 115, we see John the Baptist, he is preaching and he is speaking to repentance and entering into the kingdom of God. So chapter one, verse 15 says, and saying the time is fulfilled and the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent ye and believe the gospel. Repent ye and believe the gospel. So we see here in order to receive and enter into the kingdom of heaven, that we must repent and believe. We must repent, believe and receive. And so as we are seeking and searching and, and, and looking to be redeemed from sin and the curse of sin, we receive the gift of salvation through baptism. We receive that as we are born again by the spirit of God that redeems us from the curse of the law. Galatians 3 and 3, 13 speaks to being redeemed from the curse and being set free. And so we can discern as we are all true sons of God, that as we are led by the spirit of God, who we follow and what fruit 
people can see. And so the redemption power of God, the redeeming power of God allows us to be set free from eternal hell. We must not take our own matters in our own hands because as we are called to confess, to believe, to repent, to receive God's judgment, as we read earlier in Mark and in in second Corinthians five, where God's grace is extended to us but judgment comes to those that do not repent, that lack repentance. And so when we say, God, I'm sorry, and we yield to his will, and then we are able to receive the spirit of God, and we are also able to enter into the kingdom of God. And so when we lack those things, when we don't do those things, then we expose and we open ourselves up to God's judgment. And so just as this this leader was fired, the other one was fired as well. I'd started to tell the story about what was revealed by the Holy Spirit. As I was enduring workplace warfare, they continued to beat me down, oppress me and contend against my integrity. But I stood tall in my integrity and I pressed in to the person to persevere in the presence of God so that he could redeem me from the curse that was upon me from these say this satanic entity and so the Lord showed me two people after I left that job after I was let go from that job a friend of mine called me and she said she still works at this organization she said guess what And I said, what? And she said, remember, I'm going to call her Sally. She said, remember Sally? And I said, yes. She said, they walked her out. She got fired. They would not even let her go back to her office. She's the vice president. She was the vice president of this entity. And she carried a, a, a lot of degrees, certifications. But she, they, she said, they fired her. I said, why? She says, I don't know. I don't know. And this was within six months, within the year. I'll say it's within the year that they let me go. And she crossed her legs in the human resources before me and chuckled and giggled and sniggled and laughed um, under her breath and and said, you know, you know, I hope you find something that's better suited for you. Um, Not knowing that I knew God's plan the whole time. He told me he was releasing me to full time ministry, that I was leaving um, my workspace and never returning to do the work of the Lord. But I just smiled and I blessed her back and I said, God. God bless you. I said, God bless you. And so my girlfriend that still works there, she called me and she said, hmm, look at what happened to her. That's karma. And I said, no, that's kingdom. That's God. That is God. Vengeance is the Lord's. And he gave them time to repent and he gave them grace. And when their time of grace was up, and they did not repent. The very pit that they dug for me, they fell in it themselves. And God poured out his judgment. And both of the women that the Holy Spirit revealed that were a part of the plan of destruction against me, they both fell in the pit that they dug. They were both fired and they were both walked out unbeknownst to them. They were not prepared. They were not ready. They were walked out like criminals. 
just like they walked me out. They were walked out like criminals. And so we see that vengeance is truly the Lord's. And I'm going to show you the scripture that speaks to that and why we can't take matters in our own hands, why we have to trust our God, our Father for the matters in our lives, even when we're being treated unfairly and unjust, that we just got to trust God and give it to God and know that karma doesn't belong in the kingdom. Karma does not belong in the kingdom, but we thank God for our Savior who saves us from sin and from the curse of sin. So Romans 12 verse 19, I will read, it states, dearly beloved, avenge not yourselves, but rather give place unto wrath, for it is written, vengeance is mine, I will repay saith the Lord. And so when my girlfriend called me and she wasn't rejoicing because she's not that kind of person, she's a good person, but she was really hurt by the unjust things that she witnessed that happened to me in during this time of this workplace warfare. And it hurt her to the core. She cried and was really hurt. So when she saw what happened with not only one of the leaders, but both leaders that I just made mention to, she called it karma, but I told her that it was God and it was God. It was the judgment of God that was being poured out for their participation in their disintegrous work against me as a daughter of Christ Jesus. And so we can even read in, in verse 20 and 21, as we read uh, Romans 12, I read 19, it says, therefore, I'm in 20 now. If thine enemy hunger, feed him. If he thirst, give him drink. For in so doing, thou shalt heap coals of fire on his head. Verse 21 says, be not overcome of evil, but overcome evil with good. And this is why we can't equate karma with the kingdom because God still tells us in 20 and 21 that we overcome evil by being good. We don't overcome evil by being evil. We don't, we don't give good for good and bad for bad that we overcome the kingdom of darkness with the kingdom of light. And we overcome evil by doing good and being good. It says here that if your enemy hungers, feed him. If he's thirsty, give him water to drink. And so I learned a huge lesson when I was in this place, when God said, don't curse them, don't talk about them, don't speak against them, don't tell anyone what you're going through, bless them. He had me praying for them. He had me covering them every day. I'm anointing their offices when they're not there. I'm praying. I'm coming in on my days off and I'm doing the integrous thing that God called me to do. And they continue to oppress and contend and press and push and press and push. But vengeance is the Lord's. And so as I trusted God in my process, God made recompense for me and both of them were fired and both of them walked out. But I see here in 20 and 21 that when people are oppressing you, when people are hurting you, you don't give good for, you don't, you don't give back what they give to you. If you don't give back, you must overcome, right? In the work of Christ and let Christ carry out the plans for you to receive your freedom in him.
through Christ. Because if you take matters into your own hands, you can potentially stop and curse yourself. You could potentially get in the way of what God is intending and calling for you to do. So Preferably, this has helped you today to know the difference between karma in the kingdom and know that karma does not belong in the kingdom. But we trust God. We believe God by faith and we receive through the remission of our sins by the son of God, our savior, our access and key into eternity. God bless you and may God keep you. And I will see you guys next week for another week here at Flawed and Free Podcast. Make sure you subscribe rate and review. Click the link in the notification bell if you're watching this on YouTube and God bless. Thank you for listening and allowing us to be a part of your spiritual journey and growth in Christ. Listen to fresh new episodes weekly on Wednesdays to be equipped with the tools, knowledge, and strategies needed to dispossess the enemy, take dominion, and be delivered into the promises of God. No more wilderness wanderings, warriors. Walk in your purpose and discover your identity where you are free to be me, flawed and free. If you were blessed and empowered by today's show, we would appreciate your sown seed of support through donations and charitable giving as led by the Holy Spirit. You can go now to theflawedandfree.com slash give. That's theflawedandfree.com slash give. Or you can cash app us at dollar sign flawed free on Cash App. We are a nonprofit organization with a 501c3 designation. So all gifts, donations, and sown seeds of support that are given are also tax deductible. Thank you for your seed, for we know that it is placed in good soil, and we pray that you agree. So God bless and live your best life in Christ. Love you later. Till next time.